There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Before we go any further, because otherwise we'll forget, I should just give a little plug to our next live show at Bista Heritage on the 19th of July. It's sold out. We asked a little car company who are hosting it with us if they could um, put some extra chairs in. Yeah. And they've said that they can. So that allowed us to release some extra tickets. So as we An extra keg of beer as well. An extra keg of warm stones that they found behind an old rotary club <laughs> in wakefield has been acquired so um i love the fact you you're like. doing this you, the, at first i was offended that you only going to go for a small plug i thought this needs to be a large plug and then you immediately yeah. announced we're sold out and it's like well okay well no that's the thing so uh, yeah uh, i started usual. to sound like porsche releasing gt cars yeah <laughs> there's a new one you can't buy it yeah all us all us um, journalists go can we can we drive it and they'll go yeah but the thing is, we've kind of already sold them, so we don't really need to do the hard yeah. sell anymore. So Yeah, so we don't care what you think. Yeah. Uh, or Ferrari. That's what we should do, actually, the next live show. Just go, no, you can't come to this live show unless you've come to six other live shows <gasps> and yeah. bought a load of merch. Yeah, that's a great idea. You need to spend in excess of £140 on merch, and then we will <laughs> yeah. let you buy a ticket to... Well, we'll think about letting you. Yeah. That's the Ferrari well, We're not approach. sure. But of course, there's nothing yeah. wanky about that. So just bear that in mind. absolutely fine. It's their absolute right to behave like extortionate well, crooks. Um, listen. Anyway, so yes, we're making a hash of plugging it. But yes, there's another live show on the 19th of July. This is currently the only planned live show we have now for the summer. We're probably not going to do one in August because people are on holiday, and then hopefully we'll regroup in September or October. But for now, yeah. there are no more live shows except this one on the 19th. Wednesday the 19th of July at Bista Heritage in the big hangar there in association with a little car company there's going to be beer from the Wrigley Monkery Monkery yeah yeah it's that's right yeah Wrigley Monkey Brewery and there'll be some food uh, from a hot doggy type van but not hot dogs I don't know what's we're still working that one out but there will be food there will be booze if you want it or soft drinks if you don't and there'll be lots of um, the little car company's products including that brilliant the new life-size Tamiya. Tamiya RC car which isn't um, RC obviously because you can drive it adults no, and children it's electric and you can drive it and um, so they'll have that there you have a poke around that uh, we've seen it haven't we we, see, we yeah. saw the prototype a while ago it looks excellent it, so it does um Come along. Please come there along. Still There's more seats. Tickets. There's more seats that have been For laid sale. out. And, um, yeah, more chairs. But we 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 have to um, we have to tell the seat people how many seats we want, and also that has a knock-on effect to lose and staff and yeah. how many barrels of warm stones. If you don't want the excellent wriggly monkey beer, maybe it's, so, it's um, a Ferrari approach. If you tell us now you're going to order it in excess of four pints, we will then double yeah. the toilet facilities. Okay, but we need to know <laughs> yes, this now. Just, when you buy a ticket, do tell us how much of a heavy drinker you are. But I presume there won't be much heavy drinking because people will be driving. But I um, think so too. But then there could be, I don't know, some people heavy pulsing um, on the foodstuff front. So yes, lots of pulse-based dinners. Um, At the time of recording, we have tickets available. So uh, it, we'll put links on the socials or go to smithandsniff.com and follow the link to live shows. And hopefully you can still buy a ticket there when you listen to this. But maybe not. There aren't actually that many left when I looked this morning, but we'll see. Don't worry. Look, if demand is high enough, we, we may do something in the, the back end of the summer. But we're just not that organised at the moment. We're and just we haven't. organised. Simply aren't. But, so but, sorry. Uh, we, are, we are sort of working on it as in like we know where we'd like to go next hmm. yeah uh, and the other thing i've got to plug while we're in a plugging mood you is are our plugging away aren't because, you? You are well because we had that we had a proper kind of buzzness call yesterday where we went right what are we doing with the merch and and uh, lisa who works with us 
pointed out that we never mention it. <laughs> no, that's why it probably doesn't sell much. We're a pair of thimble dicks, that's why. <laughs> so... We have T-shirts. We have Spout T-shirts. We have On That Side of Things T-shirts. We have the same designs in mugs. And, and, and decals. And decals, yeah, stickers. We have stickers. You can have a, a, those, all of those Spout On That Side of Things. Uh, it'll do this all day with a static engine on it. I think our most popular design it, on mugs. We are still trying to get that on T-shirts, but the design is fiddly and hard to print, so we may have to change it. We're trying it. to work. Yeah, it is our most popular mug, the Steam Rally Rongen mug. Um, yeah. And there's a, so, there's a decal yes. available in that same style. Mm. And our next project is, we hope, going to be a new sticker that goes on the inside of the back window of your car and looks like a car dealer sticker. That's mm. the plan. Don't tell them the ideas, um, Richard. You f- oh, yeah. Complete <laughs> so they can rip them off. Um, anyway, yeah, so go to the merch shop again. Go to smithandsniff.com, follow the link to merch. It'll <laughs> take you to our Shopify. And please buy and T-shirt or and mug, and we will have some more things for sale soon, and then we'll probably forget to mention them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only laughing because I've just looked at... Uh, uh, my my little note note list of things we haven't mentioned on Smithers Diff yet, and mm. I wrote down <laughs> is King Tut King Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I it just just really tickles me. So no disrespect to Tut and Carmen, obviously, but referred to <laughs> as King Tut. But obviously, if you're from a certain part of the UK, Tut means poo. So is that, does that mean he's Which king? part of the UK is it? Because I, I sort of, I was associated Tut with Alan Sir Lord Sugar. Yes, as Lord. He's always right. Now you brought me a load of right Tut, and he is actually saying shit, isn't he? Yes, in that respect. Now he's from London. I think it's a certain London colloquialism. Tut is spelt T-U-T, right? Yeah, like Tut and Carmoon, isn't it? Uh, king Tut. No. Is... Well, you now I've just looked this up. The Cambridge Dictionary says Tut, as in. Oh, so he's, so, so he's the king of just being dismissive and also shit. Yeah, the, the, king of, the king of sort of passive aggressively disapproving of things. Do you know um, what? I, no, um, no, I can't who find would, it here. Would you rather be King Richard, who was found under a car park in Leicester, or would you rather be king of shit? <laughs> You've got the choice. It's up to you. <laughs> Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> it just tickles me every time. Well, I, I mean, obviously, I'd be King Richard because I wouldn't have to change my name. And, uh, exactly. You're your subterranean car park warrior, um, King. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. just the king of king of turds. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Talking of which, someone came up to me at the live show and said, "Johnny, you do realise you never finished that story when you were interviewing Chris Harris on your Idle Chat video." Mm. On, on the late break show, you, you never finished the story about the teaspoon in the bottom in Germany, and then he just walked. Oh my off. Christ! Then he just walked away. But I, you, you've never you've never told me that story, and I think it's partly because I have never asked. Do you want to because know, maybe is it is this the right time? Or do you want me to tell you about the fact that I'm convinced Sterling Moss isn't dead because I saw him? Let's go with that one, I, shall we? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I think I saw Sterling Moss yesterday. I there was this guy driving the other way and honestly it was such a doppelganger it was ridiculous he he even had the right stature the 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 mannerism behind the wheel you know where bless him Sterling Moss used to sort of he'd drive with this or or, or look with his head back a bit like he was looking down his nose but not in a not in a rude manner it was just the sort of the way he the way he looked this guy was. Yeah, this guy, it was almost like he was just being more aero somehow. Yeah, probably was a bit more nasally aero. And this guy driving the other way was doing that same, the same head position, the hands on the wheel. Honestly, I very nearly crashed. I thought that's that's bloody Sterling Moss. What car was, was he in? driving? Well, a millimilia liveried three hundred SLR. Tragically, he wasn't. He was driving a Jag S Type. In, Bur- oh. in burgundy wine colour. Not an old one, an, a, a 2000s one. Or late, ni- late 90s. Which is not a Sterling Moss car, really. No. I can't... Because he, he didn't do big cars. 
that weren't exceptionally sporty, I don't think. Well, he was a smart man, wasn't mm. he, in his later years? He was a, As in smart, the car's not like he was well-dressed. He, so was, he was that too. He was smart and smart. Yeah, he was, he was a smart guy. I loved his smarts. Yeah. I think he used to go and, uh, go and collect his rent money in, in his smarts, uh, I was told. <laughs> Which is true, because when he invested in lots of houses, didn't he, with, with his, lots of his earnings, he put it into property oh, right. very early on. Yeah. Became basically a landlord. I'm sure there's someone listening mm. to this who we probably had Sterling Moss as a landlord at some point. Can you imagine him coming round actually in his smart? What to fix a leaky, yeah. leaky sink and or he's, something? Yeah, he's one of those landlords where he could afford to just have a man on speed dial, but in this instance, he kind of waded up and kind of and went. Do you know what? Oh, I can probably do I that. Want to myself. know it's been done properly, old boy. I'll come round myself, and he does yeah, right. turn up. He was, I think. Was he one of those older chaps who used to like braces? Yes, I think, I think he, he used I, to wear braces. Yeah, I'm I think sure so. I've seen him with braces on. Oh, he, in his later years, he'd be trying to align the the sort of the UPVC patio doors that don't ever quite fit together properly. He'd be trying to realign mm. those, but he'd have cufflinks on. One of those shirts yeah. that's white on the inside, or blue on the inside and white on the outside. You know the two tone shirts that always look extra yes. smart. Uh, yeah, yeah. He would be doing that, but he'd have braces. He'd, yeah, lovely, well cut pair of slacks. He'd have the drop the drop down tailgate of the smart, which to this to this day <laughs> I still think is fantastic because everyone associates the double drop down tailgate as the sort of the large SUV kind of Range Rover hallmark, but it's mm. also on the smart, and I think it can carry up to a hundred kilos. Why was that? Um, Tight spaces, you could just pop the top and drop your shopping bags into the boot, maybe? That's a good idea. Is it well, because is it because the roof of the car's low, so even if the tailgate went up quite high, it would still hit people in the face? I don't know. Someone will know this. Uh, or like, yeah, I've had, have you ever question. had a smart picnic? I've had a smart picnic. It was, it was wonderful. <laughs> no, I haven't ever It's had a really, smart really lovely. Was it with Sterling Moss? I wish it was with Sterling Moss. I've ne- I'd, never, I'd never had a picnic with him. Uh, or anything to eat with him, frankly. Uh, but I no, know a few of our no. mutual colleagues did, and he was always him and his wife always delightful. Yeah. Um, so your your conviction that Sterling Moss is still driving the streets of of the East Midlands mm. is is like when peak Salman Rushdie in hiding. Yes, when the fatwa was on his head. Yes, um, we've all been there. My friend Simon and me were convinced that, in fact, he'd simply moved to Wilmslow in Cheshire and was driving around in a white Nissan Sunny. Because <laughs> we used to see this guy more than once we saw him, who we were absolutely convinced was Simon Rushdie. So you had Wilmslow Rushdie tooling around? Wilmslow Rushdie, yes, exactly. That's brilliant. I presume it wasn't. In fact, I know it wasn't because I, I subsequently discovered that Simon Rushdie, um, his sort of safe house where he lived while he was under the fatwa was not that far from where I used to live in London. Really? Hmm. How long was he in hiding yeah. for? He was in hiding for several oh, years. years. Yeah, yeah. No, a long time. I would have got, I would have got uh, no, really... Had, he had the house, like, totally modified, so it had got, you know, sort of massively beefed-up security, and I think, like, a panic room and stuff. Bloody and hell. I think he had sort of constant police guard. I have a hunch about Simon Rushdie. If he was in hiding all that time, and let's face it, you'd get exceptionally frustrated and bored, and and you'd, yeah. you'd need to get out and about for sanity reasons and exercise reasons, mm. keep your wits about you. Was he a member of the Midnight Club? <laughs> I th- what in his whiteness and sunny? I'm thinking he had a, maybe he had a sunny G- GTIR. If you remember those, Ooh. yeah, Ooh. yeah. And Rushdie, although yeah. he was in hiding, he had cash, didn't he? Because his book was. It sold a lot. Um, yeah, he's from that generation of, of novelists where, you know, you could become fantastically wealthy and famous off being a novelist, you know, like Martin Amis and Ian McEwan, people like that. Exactly. So I'm thinking whilst in hiding, using nothing but facsimiles, he could probably get the car collected, taken to a tuning yeah. shop and have an enormous amount of JDM-style uh, componentry fitted to it. All with exciting yeah. names like Blitz and Jun, and um, yeah, and then he'd he'd go out in the early hours as a sort yeah. of silent member of the Midnight Club, probably wearing prosthetics as well. I'm going to say, mm. yeah, 
Yeah, uh, yeah. And they, I mean, where he where his house was, it's on um, the Bishop's Avenue in North London. It's famously sort of a very expensive street. Really, you're just off the A1. You are. So you're you are straight up. Oh, what? Up out of London Ro- on the A1. Rendezvous at the Hatfield Galleria if you needed to. Exactly. Yeah, or um, that really depressing service station. <laughs> um, what's it called? Oh, I know the one. You know the one. Yeah, I mean. yeah, I do know the one. Anyway, um, or one of those really sort of grot Maggie and murders <laughs> petrol stations further up the A1 that are always a bit unsavoury. But you could meet there. Mm. It depends where his mates are coming from, I suppose. Rushdie loved a grot mag, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> if he was, yeah, if he was a bit early. Good for morale. Good for morale, right? Daz, who'd got a really tuned up Supra, was coming down from Sheffield to meet him. Sort of meet halfway. He's got a bit of time on his hands. He's like, well, there's no one around. I mean, it's one in the morning. Yeah. All the truckers are asleep, but the shop's still open. I'm going to pop in and get a couple of bongo pamphlets <laughs> to thumb through. <laughs> maybe take back to my safe house later <laughs> because obviously it's hard to buy. <laughs> smut <laughs> regularly I have to ask my, one of my police guards to go and get me some oh there's nothing better I find than doing street racing with a with a with a hefty pile of Mayfair and Nave <laughs> sliding around seat. in the back seat and, and, and you're constantly getting the warning coming up that someone hasn't put their belt on but it's actually just pornography <laughs> what because he's got <laughs> that much <laughs> Rushdie's rub mags <laughs> On his back seat. Yeah, he, and in the he, middle he wasn't of... wasn't even that fussed about the, the Drifto and Midnight Club stuff. He just wanted to go to a remote petrol station that's stocked a ample range yeah. of um, gentlemen's R- Rusty's trying to, like, case out some sort of hilly region in order to do some early hours um, cash-in-hand too gay. Um, but, of course, all he's being hampered by his concentration when he's trying to be the better helmsman is the bloody seatbelt warning bong that's constantly bonging so uh yeah he, maybe he has a, a grot mag safe house which is the spare wheel well as we all know that's the universal place to put things that you don't want people to find <laughs> just gonna go to my safe house <laughs> <laughs> a load of adult literature and a couple of cans of breaker lager stashed in there amazing when he gets back home. oh gosh yeah. just think of that what a life what a life it's funny he never mentions this but it's uh, we've clearly cracked it open now I mean I presume you know it, this is what got him through um, I, this now talking of JDM cars have you seen um, I just spotted the other day on Piston Heads there's a Honda Beat for sale oh and it's it looks lovely it's really base spec so it's got the steelies on it it's red and it's not been mucked with well it's just pure I mean I'm not even sure I could fit in a Honda Beat. I've never tried. I don't think but they're I really very... I kind of want one. I, I've got a friend who's, who's, who's bigger than me, and he owns mm. a Beat. Oh. He won't mind telling me that, um, yeah, he's a big fan of it, but he, he said it, mm. he's, it's not easy, but he can get in it. But I believe the arch rival of the Beat, the Suzuki Cappuccino, which, is a, yes. which I actually think I prefer. Um, okay. I don't think you can fit in those. Uh, no, I, I don't. I, was, I think I have tried to get in a cappuccino and it wasn't no. uh, successful. And I really, um, I, 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 it's a car I'd be tempted to buy, but I'm not buying another car I can't fit in because I've, I've been there. It's just not great. Yeah, you've made that, you've made that mistake it's, not, it's, it's just really not recommended spending thousands of pounds on a car you literally can't drive properly because you can't get behind the wheel. Um no, I'm just looking at this beat again. Oh, it the beat was front wheel drive, wasn't it? No, mid engine, dude. It was mid engine rear wheel drive. Oh gosh, it, it was, was basically mid. like a sort of someone had accidentally put an MGF on a hot wash and then gone. Oh shit, that's right. It's not going to fit anymore. I forgot it was mid. So it's 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 the sort of it is the um, NSX Mini, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We talked about Pajero Minis six, the five, other month. Six. Yes. See, I'm not interested in those because I think Pajero's a wank. But, um, well, but a Honda Beat. Ha, ha, Honda, Honda Beat. Uh, do you know what I saw the other day, which I'm definitely going to... I will revisit it at some point. I know you don't like Pajero's, but the Pajero Evolution. Oh. Oh, I kind of like Oh, come on. I mean, a homologation-y two-door off-road-y SUV-ish thing. It's not SUV. It wasn't luxury at all. No. Um, but 
<clears throat> yeah, very, very cool. Very cool device. I tell you, I, I don't want a Pajero Evolution, but I would like you to have one. Mm. So I could come and look at it. Yeah, I know. There's there's cars like that that I know. Yeah, I... In fact... In fact, your When you had that supercharged Jag, the XJR, that's mm. one of those cars yeah. that I... I'd really like to have access to one, but I'm not sure I want to own one. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? It's a bit like stroking your dog, and that's not a euphemism. I really like coming and saying hi to your dog, and maybe we'd go out for a walk with it or whatever, but I don't want to live with it, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Do you ever find, though, once you've had children, then if you see a baby, you get that sudden sort of rush of, I don't know, nostalgia? You get a kind of slightly kind of gooey, wistful feeling, and you just like. And if someone you know we know had had a baby, and they go, oh, "Do you want to hold the baby?" Of course, you want to hold the baby. It's lovely, and you go, "Oh, baby's nice." But don't want another one. Yeah, I, I had to find now. You think, bigger. Yeah, you remember the, the, the you remember the excitement and the the jubilation, but you also remember the just sheer tiredness and survival that went on. Just the yeah. basic survival. So true. <laughs> I you know I forgot to tell you the other week when I was in America. I forgot yeah. to tell you that I was in a restaurant um, having dinner with Ant Anstead and his partner and a couple of mutual <laughs> friends of ours. Yes, I love the way you've just just skated past that. And I, well, Mika Hakkinen was in there. He he walked out. What? He, he, Mika Hakkinen was in there in this restaurant no, near Laguna Beach. Actual Mika Hakkinen, or is this another? Oh look, there's Sterling Moss having lunch. No, with Mika it, it, it was moment. it was totally Mika Hakkinen. Seriously? Yeah, it was, did he um, say hello? Like, did he recognise you or Ant or anyone? Or no, was he not first? no, he didn't recognise us. He just kept going. Um, didn't, but, he didn't recognise Ant's partner, whose name we're not going to say. I don't know if he saw Ant's partner that we're not going to name. But we, um, we, we'd we been in there a while, and I, 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 I think he'd been in there a while, but we just hadn't seen him, or he'd been in the back room or something. I don't know. All I know oh, is, is this that... this in he, Laguna Beach? Yes, yeah. Oh. All my take home from it, because I always thought Hackenham was was a bit of a dude. Actually, I always had I thought he always yeah. had a, a, something about him. Um, mm. He looked excellent hair. Yeah, excellent hair. He looked just like a school teacher. Just if you oh. closed your eyes and you went, imagine a school teacher. This is no offence <laughs> to any school teachers out there. I'm just saying, Mika Hackenham looked like a sort of smart but not particularly stylish man of a certain age. Um, just walking out of a restaurant. And if you didn't know, you didn't know. And I suggest most of the people in the restaurant had no idea it was Mika Hakkinen. But Ant went, bloody hell, that's Mika Hakkinen. And I went, oh yeah, it is Mika Hakkinen. And that was that. And by that time he'd walked out. I wanted to see the shoes. I didn't see the shoes. I'm going to say there would have been loafers. I think he, these days, I think he would have been a... Do you think? Yeah, I think he's a loafer guy. Sli- or a very bright white off-brand Jerry Seinfeld spec <laughs> trainer. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. You know I mean? Yes, I do know. Bought I them in a big know. supermarket. Yeah. Like in the US, you'd buy them in Target. Larry, you know, like Target's got everything. Larry David Leisure Shoe. Is that a? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm going to go with loafer because he looked a little bit kind of golfing. Uh, attire he looked uh, sort of like okay. subdued golfing not silly larry daft golf yeah 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 that's that was the look that happened yeah i don't know what he was driving uh, or what, oh. i would have loved to have known what what would be your hunch what was his what was it what was he cruising mm, assume I he had a car he, that he owned there yeah but i wonder if he has a sweetheart deal with mercedes so he still gets but what would he go for sl Maybe, Maybe he just can't be asked. He'd just have like a... B-class. Oh, God. He really can't be asked. <laughs> really like, can't be what's, asked. What's the, cheapest, what's the cheapest that you do? He's got a smart... I he's got know. an old smart 4-4. You know, the one that's the Mitsubishi with the mask oh, on? Oh, God, yeah. He's got one of them. <laughs> yeah, he's got one of them. I... I oh, what would he have, though? I mean... I just think if he's dressed like a school teacher, I think he's probably just doesn't give a shit, does he? And it's like... It's, maybe he's one of those racing drivers who just goes... There's no road car yeah. that could compare to the things that I have driven in my career. Yeah. So I'm not even going to try. No. So you can keep your McLaren F1, you can keep your Enzo, whatever else you're thinking I might want. No. No. I've got a Lexus ES. 
the front well actually no let's let's put it's some quiet it's comfortable let's put some method to this madness you you know about f1 when did he retire from f1 what year oh shoot when did he retire from f1 I'm going to look this up because I don't know. And I'll say the wrong year and people will be crossed. Yeah, they will. So you, you, Mika, you quickly look that up. There are people screaming at their phones because you, if you're kind of one of those people, oh, do you know how old Mika Hakkinen is? I bet, he, I, I, bet he's in his, I bet he's 60 now. He's 54. He's not as old as I thought. Oh, I, he looked older than that. No offence, Mika, obviously. Did he? Oh, yeah. right. There's a picture of him here on his Wikipedia page showing off his really excellent hair. Um, but, uh, oh, 2008. 2008. Um, okay, so that is, do you know, that's later than I was expecting. We, we seem to have prematurely dated Mika Hakkinen, unfairly. <laughs> no, I'm a bit annoyed because I, I was going to say 2007 and I, was, I wasn't too far off. But yeah, 2008, apparently. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking he's still tooling around in a free Merc that he got around he about probably, that time. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's the one that they gave him one last freebie and he went, I'll just keep that. Yeah, and because he's not a greedy guy, he just keeps on top of it, maintenance-wise. It, it's perfectly fine. But what would it mm. be? 08. 08 was when the C-Class was good again. That's the what I remember. Oh. I'm pretty sure when they revised the C-Class properly and went, this car deserves to be a 190E again. And um, they, did, they, did a, they did a really good one. So is he a, is he an AMG guy? Has he got a C sixty three? Oh yeah. And is it a now, wagon? Having said, with misplaced confidence, I wonder if Hackenden's one of those racing drivers just goes no road car can compare to a racing car, so I'm not going to bother. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, so this may not be true, but uh, he has a collection of McLaren hypercars, all of which he keeps in Monaco. The collection includes a P one, a Senna, and a Speedtail. Really? Okay. So we are we mm. are so wrong on all of the Hackenden descriptions he could of course just have these as an investment because he's probably quite a canny he's a canny guy do you think he's canny i i don't know he seems like he might be well oh here oh hang on hello now then also extra hacker facts um hacker sack. here again this is hacky hacky sack that's yes he's embarked in a 20-year legal action <laughs> claiming that he invented that game where you kick a little beanbag about with you shins but um no it says here he's um he's a brand ambassador for mercedes-benz and ubs and in 2016 he became official brand ambassador for nokian tires did he i love that says here quickly blame blame the literature blame the literature well i can't find a better so i mean i know wikipedia is supposed to be sourced but you can't necessarily think it says partners here uh, this is from 2015 who are our partners Hacken's not on this page anymore. This is out of date, this information. Um, Lewis Hamilton here now. Can, can, anyway. I'm, I'm going to, at the time of us um, recording this, mm. the, 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 the new BMW M2 has been launched. Yeah. And can I just put my hand up and say I'm getting a bit fed up with people saying how much they like the new M Sport cars, and they're getting around the looks of it. They're starting to see that it's okay because they're all lying. Mm. Mm. They're all lying. Yeah, yeah they're revolting, the, aren't they? The, the M2 looks like it's got a fiberglass shell because it's so sort of soft in places. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like a mould. The, the new BMW, so the M2 was the final good-looking, also the cheapest M car and probably mm. the most enjoyable mm. in terms of sort of like unnecessary techno wank and mm. uh and they've just they've gone and like you say they've gone and just put some sort of horrible egg boxes glass fiber egg boxes on each corner of it and it just looks gash and i'm cross mm. um so now i think now i'm officially not interested in bmw m sport at all because the last one that i was protective over they've gone and flushed it down the down the drain I'm really irritated. Yeah, I know. So, but you liked that M3 Touring, didn't you? I mean, I, know, it, I liked it a lot because it was damn right? fast and it was mm. it was very very ego massagey. But it, it's an awful lot of money for a car that's still not very good looking and and actually fussy. I'm getting very fed up with it, how fussy modern cars are. There's just too much of everything going on in every corner that you look. It doesn't have to be like this. It's funny you mention that because I am currently testing a Peugeot 408. Ooh. 
which I think is is a is a nice looking car, but it does have a lot of lines and things on it. It's too much. It's just covered in lines. It's like I was looking out my kitchen window and the light was catching the front door of the car. Yes. And just on one door alone, there is a lot going on. It's sort of almost more than you take in at first. And then you kind of go, wait, there's, so there's a line runs off the front wing and then it tucks in a bit. But then there's another line drops down from that. And then there's something else comes from the back. And then there's a plastic trim at the bottom that's got its own little shit going on. It's a busy design. And I, overall, I do quite like it. I think it's interesting and it's different. And it's got, you know, it's quite handsome from some angles. But um, you could take some of the lines off it, and I'm not sure it would look any worse. <laughs> <laughs> it might look a bit neater, in fact. I, I and agree. the interior is the same. It's quite busy somehow, the interior, and I, I kind of i am not totally vibing with it. Also, I did a bunch of miles in it yesterday, and it gave me terrible thigh ache, which I haven't had in a car for a long time. Thigh ache? Yeah, my thighs hurt, and I don't know what it was. It was just, but I was just like, and I was like, even my panda, you know, it's got, you know, it's quite cheap and got small seats. That doesn't give me thigh. Oh, I saw a young guy in an absolutely mint one hundred horsepower um, panda Did yesterday. You? Yeah, and I thought if Richard um, was here now, he'd be scrabbling to take a photograph. What colour was it? It was, I think it was silver. Uh, the, is it grey? Was it a sort of Gr- dark grey? Yeah, probably grey. I'm colour blind, you know, sort of like not. I don't, oh, think, yeah. I don't think it was white. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't say the names because I don't want people going. Yeah, that's no. Me. Send a picture of your but own real face people. to us. Email a picture of your face <laughs> to us. Yes, and we, your wife. We know who you are. But yes, I, a, a, a deal's a deal. I did say you can have a mug if you're right, and you were. Um, but yeah, when I was saying that my Range Rover had gone wrong, you were boasting about how your Honda Element could do, I don't know, a lap of the world with no oil in it or something. Is it? Is no, it's it obviously fine behaving itself no it's, oh, is it? it's okay. great i just need to um, um i want to the, no the element's actually really good i've been using it a lot lately but it's one of those things where i'm aware of the fact that i want to have the valves uh the tappets reset because apparently it's mm. quite crucial on the old k24 engine and oh. i can hear they're a little bit more vocal than i'd like so it, it, i've logged that and gone right I'm going to do that, but at the same time, I probably want to drop the oil and do the filters, and mm. and it's and I'm and I'm a little bit irritated about the um, under heavy braking. I get a little bit of wobble because I think the front discs are slightly warped. So I was going to upgrade the brakes at the front mm. at the same time. So it's just like none of it. It's not like the kind of I mean, it passed the MOT the other week, no problem. But it, it's not uh. none of it's broken. It's just logged for must do that before i pile on any more miles to be honest with you i'm mm. i'm gonna I'm, I'm missing having an electric car so i'm i'm sort of swooping around i'm swooping around ionic fives again like i have done in the past oh. i know i know i know i know, I know richard I know, Johnny, I, know. I know sweet i know such I know. a honestly i keep I coming back I to it every time it's just so pleasing it's one of the few <laughs> modern designs which still encapsulates me it holds me i'm entranced i love it i see it on the street i think future mm. classic i bet my house on yep. it such a sweet sweet vehicle <laughs> right, just just rain it in did you um did you watch that George Michael at the BBC show that i recommended you to the, the other night okay i didn't you bag of dirt i didn't no. Well, it's on iPlayer. You can watch it any time. No, it's just because I've been amusing myself. I watched it, and, and um, it's got... They've cheated a little bit because they've, they've included things that were not him performing at the BBC. They were just like music videos that were shown on top of the pops, but that's fair enough. It, it means you get some extra content. Yeah. But they played the um, uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me video with Elton John of him on stage and then he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr Elton John. And it reminded me, somebody told me that... I can't remember where this came from. They were at a karaoke bar in Japan, I think. And this Japanese guy was doing the karaoke, but they'd included on the on-screen words, they'd included the ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. <laughs> this this guy doing it just, just did it, but then just carried on singing. Because uh, they that's, that's authentic. The that's authentic. I, I know, but it's, it's brilliantly strange, isn't it? It's just like, what do you think he's going to walk in? Because then I was thinking that George Michael could actually really fuck with Elton John at that gig and go, okay, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, well, thank you for that. That was great. That was great. And then he starts singing another song and then just, just to fuck with Elton John, who's like just about to go for a piss. <laughs> just do it again. <laughs> you got to have faith, the faith... Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. Elton's like just unzipping. Oh, what the fuck? All right. <laughs> back, back up to the stage. Okay, yeah, faith, the faith, faith. Yeah, great. Okay, cheers, George. Right, I've got to go. I really need a poo now, so I'm going to go. Cheers. Right. Oh, okay, no, don't talk to I me about needing a, a poo. father figure. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. Fuck off. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a tail. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's got in a cab. What? What did he say? Oh, can you turn it around? <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> You, you're don't don't reference don't reference needing a poo and having to crack on with the job because you know what happened to me <laughs> last week. This is this this is one of these fantastic behind the scenes stories that when people watch a forthcoming late break show, they're going to know like they did with that one where you were shit faced at a Christmas market. <laughs> They're now going to watch it with the certain knowledge that something is going on that's not immediately obvious. Uh, do you know what? It's actually, uh, at the time that you'll be listening to this, it is the newest video. It's the latest Barnfine oh. video of a TVR. And oh. I, we rocked up there, and I, 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 I packed two strong coffees for the two-and-a-half-hour drive to the location. And I'd, um, yeah. I haven't been sleeping brilliantly lately. I think it might be just the mugginess and the lightness. Mm. I don't know, but mm. what I do know is that by the time I got to the by the time I got to the the the, the barn, which was a real barn on a farmyard, um, absolutely pouting for a for a loaf, 
And then um, I just really it dawned on me that there really wasn't the time or anywhere to go. So I just had to crack on and just hope that it would disappear into the secondary <laughs> chamber. And, <laughs> um, and then and then hours went by, hours. We even stopped for lunch. I had lunch. So I was putting more in on the conveyor belt going in, but nothing was being unloaded. Oh. Uh, we've, it's just, it's not healthy. And... Yeah, got to the end of the day and then drove away. And I think I left you a voicemail at the services, which I got to, by which point I yes. had to John Wayne my way in. And uh, <laughs> I, I felt to say, what a huge reward, though, for a, for, for a post-barn find shoot. It was very nice. Yeah, I suppose it's something to look forward to, isn't it's it? It's something to look forward to, Richard. hard day. Yeah. Getting a car out of the barn, yeah. I've, Good. Well, there we go. A little, little BTS bonus uh, fact there for people listening to this. Um, you, as, as a helicopter goes over I've, my shed. Well, I've got a, I've got a Stellantis question. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, my Stellantis question is, does Stellantis Group, do they make any tractors these days? Uh, ooh, does on. Fiat make a tractor? Now, well, and is it now, is it the Fiat? Is, is it the Fiat Group, or is it one of those ones where, like, you know, Ford used to make tractors, and they were called Ford yeah. New Holland or whatever, and now New Holland is yeah. not owned by Ford. I don't well, think. Now, Iveco, yes, is part of. Um, ah, yeah, Fiat Iveco. Is it not? Or uh, uh, let's have a look. Hang on. Oh, we should know this stuff. Or is it? Or is it? Yeah, we should. <laughs> well, I, I'm just Can't being. I'm. I'm I'm being curious with everybody. I'm just being curious. Right. I've got the list of brands here. This is off their website. So, this is a good quiz, isn't it? Can you name all of Stellantis? I bet no one can. I bet people at Stellantis can't. But uh, Arbath, no tractors. Chrysler, no tractors. Dodge, no. Fiat. Fiat mm, used to make tractors. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Lancia, Opel, Ram, Vauxhall, Peugeot, Maserati, Jeep, DS, Citroen, and Alpha. I don't. Citroen tractors. Mm. Pretty sure they don't make tractors. No. Okay. <clears throat> this is a little bit. Why? Why do you ask? Well, I'm asking this because. Um... Oh, hang on! I know. Just Fiat tractors. Um... Fiat Trattori was a separate company. Yeah, and it purchased U.S. manufacturers Ford New Holland in 1990, and then Case International oh. in 1999. Oh. The Case purchase led to consolidating all tractor production under CNH Industrial and the retirement of the Fiat brand on tractor. So, hang on, the Fiat tractor brand bought all the other brands and then stopped using their name. It's very strange. There we, hmm. there we go. So, so no. So, CNH is now. Where where's Iveco in all this then? Because I don't see them. Is it just is it just trucks, not tractors? It's not heavy. Yeah, but plant. I don't think that's the. I don't think they do. Yeah. Um, okay. Why? Why do you, are you, do you? Why are you asking about Stellantis? And- I'm asking about Stellantis-based tractor action because um, the other day, uh, your kids are younger than mine, so do do you still watch uh, Shaun the Sheep? Uh, yes, yes. My daughter occasionally watches Shaun the Sheep. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Or, uh, actually, is it Shaun the Sheep? Where the farmer listens to sort of like heavy trance every time he gets in the tractor and drives it really recklessly from cold. I hasten to add. Um, and you, is it? Th- I, is that Shaun the Sheep? I think it is. I think the farmer in Shaun the Sheep has got a flat cap and he can't see his eyes. Yeah, he, he did, you're absolutely right. He has no eyes. Yeah. He has no eyes. Um, but I'm sure he listens to sort of heavy trance every time he gets in the tractor. I might have made this up when my kids were young and I was just <laughs> delirious watching it. But I'm pretty I sure. because I can't say with confidence either way. It doesn't ring a bell. But Well, I think he does. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. put my put my stake in the sand there. So I'm just I I've, I thought I couldn't remember if it was Sean the Sheep or Sausage Wallet and Gromit. That other. <laughs> <laughs> I've just realised, by the way, Wallace, Wallace mm. and Gromit. Mm. Uh, which one? Which one's the human? Is it Wallace? It's uh, Wallace, isn't it? Wallace. Yeah, Wallace. Yeah, yeah. Wallace is Wallace has got his life sorted. Wallace, I don't think he has a job. But he obviously earns, en- uh, earns enough to just keep a house and lead quite a is, chilled-out lifestyle with a dog. 
Um, is is he an inventor? Is that the thing he's supposed to be? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? He's invented of um, you know the wrong trousers and things, but uh, yeah. But I, that's a good question. Is I just mm, I, <laughs> I think his next he should just continue down the road of other types of unusual, slightly useless trousers, uh, and maybe Piers Brosnan could um, could, <laughs> could commission a pair of very very billowy. <laughs> they could be parachute trousers or he could invent the yeah he could invent the 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 air brake shirt for david coverdale oh well no i mean (laughs) it's a a vital service to um to all um 80s rock stars for what in in case of brake failure where that little light on the dashboard's been on for some time saying i don't think you've got enough brake fluid in me i'm just gonna put that out there (laughs) but i don't think you're listening uh did you know that Gromit is supposed to be a beagle? Uh, no, buying never. That. He's too big for a beagle, and he's he's all like his legs are too long, and he's not a beagle at all. That's that can't be right. He's also very intelligent. Are beagles intelligent? I don't know. I mean, they- yeah, they are, but they're very stubborn. Are they really? Yeah, I, be- I used to have a girlfriend who had a beagle, and and it was a lovely dog, but it was very stubborn. You stubborn beagle. And apparently, this is a characteristic of the of the breed. So um, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, well, so so yeah, I think I think it must be Sean the sheep with the with the trance tractor farmer. I just love the fact okay. that he just he mutters. <laughs> he's constantly annoyed. The farmer is and, and doesn't have any eyes. Yes, really. yes, he's a mum. He's a mumbler. Yeah. But he gets in the tractor, and it's like when people have and we've all done it before. You've got in the car the day after, and you've left the volume of your music up probably higher than you should. You might have been doing a lot yeah. of motorway work. So higher speed, you need to yeah. put the volume up, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's easily done. Um, however, the tractor that plays the heavy trance is—it's so loud, it's so you can't mm. even hear the engine, you can't even hear the clattery diesel uh, above the uplifting darts. And then he drives incredibly erratically, like I said, sometimes taking out hedges and gates. So he's either pissed, <laughs> blind, mm. or he's so off his noggin on the uplifting Stellantis tunes. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, which is why I was thinking maybe it's a Stellantis tractor, and that is a pre—that's preset as part of the the tractor. Yeah, you can't do anything about it. It's yeah, just, some some yeah. older generation farmers have complained. They said, "Look, we—I've we, always liked Fiat tractors, but the problem is the, the the low end of the volume on the radio is is not low. Mm. It's still actually very loud. <laughs> Ear splitting. Yeah. Yes. Uh, tractors are a bad place. My parents had some friends who were farmers, and. Um, the the farmer David, you know, he's in the tractor all day a lot of time. But he had the radio on, but he could he never knew the names of any of the songs. He just used to have Radio One on in the eighties, because <laughs> famously he said to his his son once he he heard Wham's new single and he went <laughs> he was like I like that new Wham song. Shake me up, the party's over. <laughs> It's not called that, Dad. It's not called anything. Say, shake me up, the party's over. Shake me up, the party's over. Yeah, but that's it. He was he was famous for not knowing the names of any songs or not knowing the correct names of any songs because he couldn't really hear them properly. So he used to think just make up his own words based on what he thought they were. Well, that's one of the few tractors. That's one of the few, I guess, one of the few advantages of DAB. It can give you a track listing or a artist on screen instantly. Yes. Oh yeah, and all point. that. Yeah, I, I say one of the, the few advantages because if you live in a rural area like Wales, where lots of farmers mm. do the farming thing, all you hear mm. is just squelch, and then maybe two seconds of the song, and then just enormous amounts of squelch, and then silence. So, is it bad in Wales? I don't know. Really I don't, bad. I can't remember last time. DAB in Wales, they're not friends. They're not friends. Does it, other people listening to this must must have come to the conclusion that DAB still isn't all that. For many years in the broadcasting industry, I believe it was known as doesn't actually broadcast. Really? Because it didn't work very well, yeah. <laughs> oh, can I just say thank you to a chap who I got off the train back from London the other week when we'd been doing our live shows. Yeah. And that evening I got off the train in Bath Bath and I was just waiting for a cab to take me home because I was feeling lazy. And a man just walked past and went, like your podcast, and sort of kept walking. 
it's like a drive-by compliment. Oh, but it was very nice. Oh, that is. I was very tired that evening, and it just—it uh, was just a lovely little thing to hear. Um, you were on a bench with uh, a bag sorry, of cans, yeah. a little bit pissed, and maybe yeah, tiny I had bit, I just got a bag of, bit of vomit coming out bag of the corner. Super. <laughs> now I was standing behind in the pickup area behind Bath Bath Station, waiting for a taxi to pull up. And then the reason I bring this up is firstly to say thank you to that person who did a drive-by compliment, but or a walk-by compliment. But then. Um, a man pulled into the pickup area. For people who are familiar with the layout of this, there's a tunnel through, a very narrow tunnel through, under the railway tracks, which are elevated, and into a little pickup area at the back. And I could hear this engine noise, sort of quite growling, Ooh. queuing to come through the tunnel behind another couple of cars. And they got out of the way, and into view came what, at a glance, was a Ferrari. Okay. But it was very obvious very quickly that it wasn't because it was one of those replicas where the proportions are just a little bit off. Oh, it was a no-name Ferrari. Um, yeah, the engine was quite loud, but it was very obviously four-cylinder, so I'm guessing MR2-based. And it was a convertible. It was a warm evening. The guy got the roof down. He was picking up somebody else from the back of the station. And I just... I haven't thought about this for a while, but I was just like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about those replicas because on the one hand... They're just a bit of fun. It's yeah, like, they you know, are. No harm, no foul. It's just, yeah, it's fine. You want that? It's okay. But on the other hand, I just kind of go, mm, why didn't you just keep it as an MR2? They're quite nice. Why would you Why would you go to all this bother? Assuming he did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe someone else did. He just bought the car as a bit of fun. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what I think about them. I kind of oscillate on I it. think I'm, you, I'm coming... Are you fine with them? I'm coming around to being fine with it because the, there's some cars that I'm, I'm driving in, in the time of my life now where or I might not necessarily like the look of them that much and in the previous Johnny would have just dismissed them instantly. And now I'm kind of going, do you know what? I can see the attraction of having one of these as your little escape car and yeah. a bit of driving joy. But I think that also comes about like, uh, when I was younger, I probably cared more about the aesthetics of a car and much less about the driving behavior. Mm. And now I'm more about the way it drives and probably a little less about the looks or ideally it has both but um well that's always the hope isn't it i went to a car show the other weekend oh um, the one where you sent me those photos oh god we haven't talked about that have we yes well because i was going to say at the car show very eclectic local car shows you can't beat them for the eclecticism of the cars on display it's it's incredibly random and all the better for it and i saw uh an mgb gt v8 on those fabulous Dunlop wheels that came on. I used to hate MGBs, and I find myself these days just sort of going, hmm, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. I, I, just, I, I used I, to I, hate MGBs, and it's not hate anymore. It's, I look at them and I go, I know new shells are available. And I look at the arches and I think some J- JDM-style clip-on arches might work on that. And then I think, yes. and then I think um, although the Rover V8 was a nice engine, it's very old now, so... What yeah. else could we put in there? And before you know it, LS, yeah, before you know it, I've built myself a, a, a fire-breathing, <laughs> hell-raising MGB that would startle yeah. and, and 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 surprise uh, men of a certain age with with wicker mm. picnic baskets. Uh, but yes. but a younger generation will go. Do you know what? I think I thought MGBs were cack, but this one might bring me around. So I'm almost I'm passing the inspirational. Um, gift along the line aren't I and going yeah, yeah I thought MGBs were cack too but hey check this out there's hope yet check Johnny's V8 powered JDM spec you know, it'd probably be a, <laughs> inexplicably yeah. JDM well, do you remember spec the M, do you remember yeah. the MGC yes which I think my brother said to me the other day he just laughed he said it was like it was like twice as heavy as the aluminium Rover three and a half litre engine, like half the power. And he said it made the car yeah. pretty much not go around any corner. So it's sort of like if you were ticking the options box, it was like, do you want this to just be completely worse? Yes. Okay. Order yes, please. It. But it does have a bulge in the bonnet that looks a little bit different. <laughs> I was going to say, but I do like bonnet bulges. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Bonnet bulges with a chrome chrome trim the middle yes yeah, so, i do like those so yes i'll have one yes great yes but the, i don't know i, the I haven't kept was the breast of mgc development it was good 
could they have people sorted them out a bit now like as in made those engines a bit better and and you know adjusted the suspension to compensate for the sheer weight of it or are they to just stop it from en- endoing every time tech. you put the brakes on i, I actually yes. don't i actually don't know um i'm gonna plead ignorance put my hand in the air and say i don't know i'm sure people will will set us straight on this but yeah mgc i think they wouldn't have a particular regards with it but yeah um no the the car we were going to mention is the, the car of the show for me which was a citroen c6 oh my gosh with i mean oh gosh I, I, from a distance it looks like terrible paint fade and lacquer peel i'm bringing the picture up now because I, I, I actually stood back and went what and you get close and it is a full airbrushed lion <laughs> like a lion's face <laughs> on the bonnet of a c6 now Oh, on the bonnet of an old <laughs> Camaro or something, <laughs> or even you know, on the bonnet of I don't know, maybe uh, an old <laughs> you or just something. See, I'm just scrolling but through. But a C6, it just, just it's it's so puzzling. I just found the picture on your WhatsApp, and I scrolled up, and just after it, you sent me a picture of those two guys in rubbish suits. <laughs> oh, it's the bloke from Blue, isn't it? And his dad, <laughs> apparently, but in, from- in incredible. Early 2000 specs, suits with very parallel but slightly wrinkly legs. (laughs) No, so this C6, it's exactly as you said. It looks like either there's been loads of micro scratches and swirls gone on on the bonnet down to the the white primer. Mm. And then you then you realise that no, it's it has had a, a male lion's face um, detailed airbrushed onto the black cast bonnet, and and it looks like a really good piece of airbrushing actually. I was going to say it's real, like it's a really good, really detailed. You can see sort of all individual hairs and in yeah. lion's mane and beard. It's really impressively done, but on a C six, that's the bit I just can't. What, I can't what, get my head around. What, what? How? What conclusion did the person come to? Because it's. It's not. It's not a. The rest of the car's not even. The rest of the car's not modified at all. No, it's absolutely it standard. Just be, Factory just, alloys. It looks very good condition. It's. I mean. It, oh, it, it raises so many questions. In fact, I, I, mean, want, I If there is anybody, I don't know if it's a local car. I've never seen it around before. But it, should we give out the number plate? Should car, we give out the number plate? So no, I don't think. Well, well they were I mean, a car show. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you're true. A, but I don't think. I mean, I think if you, you're not going to go. Which C6 with the lion airbrush on the bonnet? <laughs> oh, that one. Now you've given me the reg. I know exactly which car you mean. Find Sorry, another. There are so many to choose from. Find another. It is a very find another. Yeah. Sir, uh, no, Sir Ranolf would be... Oh, he would absolutely love this. Car of the show for me, but but for mostly because it, it, of just how many questions it raised in my head that could not be answered. So if anyone's aware of this c6 um, and they know the story or uh, or know the owner or you are the owner so hang on a minute do get in touch so is that why your fit panda 100 horsepower is not off the road because it's broken it's actually in a paint shop right now having a stag airbrushed meticulously onto the bonnet is that what's happening i thought about that but i decided in the end uh just to go for a ring-tailed lemur oh on the roof oh okay just yeah. See, I'm I'm going to go they, for. Yeah, I like them; they're funny. On the Honda Element, I've decided to go for some funfair art instead on the bonnet. So I'm going to have Ma- Max ah, okay. Max Verstappen um, stood yeah. next to. Yeah, uh, but it looks like he's he's been beaten up. Yeah, yeah. next to Carlos Sainz Junior, and they both look like they've got some strange swellings. You know, like they've they've been stung by yeah. a wasp by attack. A, yeah, they've been stung. Horrible wasp attack. Yeah. <laughs> They're in a foreign country and the nature's gotten to them a bit. <laughs> Max Verstappen, shock and... Yeah, that. Um, okay, well, if you have any intel about uh, mysteriously airbrushed Citroen C6 or indeed anything else you want to talk to us about, it's hello at smithandsniff.com. Yeah. And on that note, we should probably bring things into land. Well, can, I, I've, I've got to um, mention one more thing because it, I've been meaning to mention it for yes. three podcasts and I keep forgetting. And it's all about um, the fact that the R34 yes. celebrated 25 year old, years old uh, about a month ago, it will be now, I think. Ah. And that's only significant because, of course, that means they can come into the States and the, the US has driven the prices up of them massively. They're like yeah, knocking yeah. on the door of quarter of a million quid, I think, for immaculate V-spec Bayside Blue examples of the vehicle. And um, it reminded me of the fact that uh, I, when I started working on Car Magazine, 
the editor at the time, yeah. sweet, sweet guy, Greg Fountain, he, he oh, recalled yes. the story of when, sweet, sweet when uh, TVs and movies Steve Coogan uh, used to write for the mag and run a long-term, when it was new, R34 Skyline. Oh. And apparently Nissan were not happy with him when it came back um, and was handed back because Greg said, in fact, he said it was me that took the keys from Steve and Steve just said something like, uh, there's not much fuel in it. I'm sorry, I've been very busy lately. And he went into the, mm. the multi-storey car park where Steve had left it and he said, he unlocked it, he got in and smelt something and realised there was a fresh dog's mess on the back seat. Oh, oh my just God. An actual walnut whip just sit, sat there on the back seat. Apparently Steve's... Steve's dog had curled one out because his dog used to hang around with him a lot and had sold the back seat. And then Steve just was in a bit of a rush and just left it. Now, oh my God. I mean, quite bad. Obviously, Nissan weren't particularly happy about it. Neither was Greg Fountain, I would have thought, having to drive around in a GTR yeah. with Shat on the seat. Um, I want to know where that car is now. Um, I want to try and find the reg of that car. It'll be Express Office R34. Yeah, you'll be able to, if you could find the mags with it in, you'll be able to try. Yeah, but track it, it yes, down, indeed, a dog so, shot on the well, back seat. You'd at least be able to ID it and then hopefully put out a shite out or but something. Also, but also, yeah, the dog, the dog mess GTR. Yeah, you've probably met Steve Coogan in your previous uh, lines of work off of Top Gear and all that. But um, it's sort, of, sort of, yeah, I've been in the same room as him and said hello. Okay, you didn't. You didn't talk. You didn't talk much else about cars. Or no, I, I always thought I'd love to chat cars with Steve Coogan because it feels like he's, you know, he's on our wavelength, he, and he always sort of puts a lot of effort into the right cars for his characters. He does, which I appreciate. Yeah, um, I think we all do. Yeah. That, well, anyway, that's it's a shame. You know, you think he would also respect. He'd be a respecter of upholstery. Well, unless unless the dog did a covert plop. Uh, and he arrived in That's, he arrived yeah. in London. He was in a rush. He was looking at his clock, thinking, oh, "I've got to get on." Put push the seat forward and just say, "Come on, out you get, out you get." To the dog wasn't yeah. really looking at the dog, just waving it out. Of course, meanwhile, the dog had been in the traffic all this time and thought, "I've got to go," and just done it and then run. Steve's just mm. locked the car and ran off, and that's that. But maybe. Greg also he he had at least done him the courtesy of warning him, but Greg misheard when he, he thought he said fuel, but he actually said there's not a lot of poo in it. And, um, <laughs> but not not yeah, compared just, to last it time. It could have been worse. Yeah, it could have yes, been full, exactly. and it wasn't. It was just one. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. Rich. Well, there we go. That's a that's a, a fabulously um, fascinating story. Well, if if you are out there and you know that you own a former Nissan press car that was loaned as a long-termer to Steve Coogan via Car Magazine, then get in touch yeah. and tell us what it smells like these days before you put it in a container to the US because you've sold it for 900 grand. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, there we go. So hello at smithandsniff.com if you would like to share that or anything else with us. And we must now bring this to a close. But before we do, I have three things to tell you. One, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Elasticate Vapes Show in which Johnny attaches smoking replacement devices to bungee cords in order to prank thick-necked men in E46 coupes. Um, if that's not to your taste, because it's made up, there's always the Late Break Show. Uh, lots of excellent videos on there, including a barn find TVR presented by a man who really, really needs to drop the kids off, but can't, because he's in a barn with a TVR. Uh, second thing I've got to tell you is I've written various books over the years. Somebody on social media the other week said you never mentioned... Uh, any of your older books and it's like well I, 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 I just never it never occurs to me so I'm going to this week my dad had one of those that's one of my older books I think it's probably you could still get it off I remember that yeah I didn't know somewhere. you then but I, 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 I have a copy yeah <clears throat> it did quite well that book it was quite popular at the time but that was a long time ago now so uh, yeah I co-did it with uh, Giles Chapman uh, who is an excellent author in his own right and has uh, he did that toy book that we were talking about a few what, yeah last year or something yeah he did yeah uh story of um matchbox and corgi and all that's that. right and all that no i'm plugging other people's books by mistake Stop it. anyway there we go just go and buy a book this week vow to yourself you will go and buy a book by someone i would love it if it was me um and the third thing that i have to tell you is that i can't find my notes and 
anyway. So. Oh, well, come Damn on, you've it. done very well. You've done extremely well. What, what have I done here? Sweet I think guy. I've, I've, I've scrolled down far too far. There we go. Okay, what have we got here? Yes, New York is the same latitude as Madrid, and Naples, and Istanbul, and Beijing. It's, can you just say that again? New York City is on the same latitude, broadly, as Madrid. And also well, Naples, okay. Istanbul and Beijing. Okay. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? You always think New York's sort of quite far north because they get chilly winters. They do. But it's all you hang Gulf Stream and shit. And <laughs> New York is, is certainly further south than the whole of the UK. New York. New York. Yeah. I miss New York. Hey, I'm walking here. It's good, isn't it, New York? Yeah. It's a nice place. Interesting place. Well, let's go. Yeah, let's should go we just go? We have had so we've had some people asking if we would, and we got to look. You know, it'd just be like you and us in a room. It's probably not worth our time, but who knows? If you're in New York and you'd like us to come and do a podcast live recording, and you have at least a hundred friends you could bring with you, guaranteed, then um, you know maybe we'll look. Into yeah, we, we, we will. But for now, don't forget tickets still on sale for our Bista Heritage live show. Um, Bista Heritage in Bista, so good they named it twice. Uh, please come along, and uh, we'll see you on the nineteenth of July. But in the meantime, that's that for this, and we will do all this again next week. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and Ella. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.